This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. September 11th, 2001. Do you remember where you were? Nearly 3,000 people died, a horrific terrorist attack, the worst thing that happened in this country since Pearl Harbor, basically. I was there. I remember it very, very well. Everything seemed to change. At least initially, America did the right thing. We went after the planners in Afghanistan, and we established something called the Department of Homeland Security. It seemed like a really good move, right? We had a lot of agencies all over the place wanting to put them under one umbrella so they can talk to each other easily, share information. It was a big step in the right direction, or so it seemed. By acting together to create a new and single Department of Homeland Security, we'll be sending this world a signal that the Congress and the administration will work together to protect the American people and to win this war on terror. All right. Strong signal. 20 years ago. Where are we now? Everything's backwards. Everything is mixed up and doesn't make sense. That Department of Homeland Security has just established a new Office of Health Security. Yes, health security. Now, maybe it's about pandemics and that kind of thing. Bioweapons. No, it is about the following. Uh, a reorganization will pioneer best in class workforce health safety, work, life, and wellness programs, and suitable, timely care for non-citizens in our care and custody. Wellness programs, wellness programs. Also, we will focus on promoting a healthier and safer workforce. Uh, okay, don't we have OSHA for that right now? <laughs> I mean, this is just typical swamp. Inventing more offices, totally off mission, not focused wellness programs, wellness programs like yoga. All right. Is this the kind of thing they're talking about? 9-11 happens 20 years ago. And look at where we are now. Wellness programs. I think back actually to one of my favorite movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Do you remember when Spicoli ordered that pizza? Yeah, dude. Hallucinating here. Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? <laughs> Mr. Hond, I love that guy. Am I hallucinating? I think about him all the time. Am I hallucinating? September 11, 2001, the worst terrorism attack ever. We invent a new department, a Department of Homeland Security, that 20 years later is talking about wellness programs and helping out people with work-life balance. Uh, this is this is losing. This is losing the country. This is losing our safety. But here's the solution. That's right. A new electric car. You know, the price is right when they make such a big deal out of a new car. Well, a new electric car could be the answer to all of our problems. Isn't that right, Biden administration?
When you buy an electric vehicle, you can go all the way across America on a single tank of gas, figuratively speaking. It's not gas. You plug it in. The second thing we have to do is make sure these electric vehicles are accessible to everyone. The urban uh, lower income people who stand the most to gain by having an electric car and saving that gas money. Okay, they're too expensive and they stink. Okay, (laughs) there are all kinds of problems with them and they're pretending that they're already perfected. They are not. This guy is the worst. Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Now, he is the secretary of transportation. He got that job after being the mayor of Nowheresville. What? South Bend. No offense, South Bend, but you don't go from being South Bend mayor to being uh, the hottest presidential candidate to being a cabinet secretary, at least not in my book. Ooh. But for political journalists and for our crazy culture today, he has a lot of clout, not because he knows electric cars or much of anything, but yes, because he's married to a guy. Look, being gay is part of who I am, and it's part of my story, and it has shaped me in some important ways. I'm comfortable dealing with bullies. I'm gay, and I grew up in Indiana, so I'm not that worried about that. I am proud of who I am. I'm certainly very proud of my, my marriage and of my husband. We don't shy away from that. It took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone to go out there and tell the world. Okay, you've told everybody 15 times enough and it's not helping us with our situation right now this electric car that he's so enamored with 80 percent of the digital innards not necessarily the steel and everything like that but the really important stuff the battery systems and things like that coming from china and a very interesting exchange today on capitol hill between congressman perry and pete Buttigieg about what's really going on here congressman perry's expertise and earnestness really comes through and the glib Pete Buttigieg, he doesn't know a thing. Since 2010, so essentially over 12 years now, we've closed over 550 uh, power generation stations, which is about 102 gigawatts, and we're scheduled to retire another by 2025, so just a couple of years, 17 gigawatts of coal-fired capacity. Um, at the same time, we're asking Americans through subsidies and through their purchases to pay for China, who has, I think you wouldn't argue, 80 to 90 percent market share of everything that goes into an electric vehicle, right, into an electric vehicle. At the same time, we're essentially reducing power and using Thomas's numbers, which I think are correct. We're going to increase the grid requirement by at least 50 percent, which none of that None of that really works out. You look at a country like Ghana, who's shutting the lights off now because they followed this model that we're following right now. What's the administration and what are you doing to make it easier and more affordable to mine critical minerals in the United States to support this industry? Well, one thing we've been working on with the Department of Energy is better sourcing of some of the elements that go into batteries, for example, uh, ideally in the United States, and if not in the United States, then in geopolitically friendlier territory. Now, some of this isn't just the mining, right? Some of it's actually the refining capacity, uh, which uh, is to China's advantage, and we've got to change that. I guess our view is we shouldn't accept that as a given. Typical Harvard shows a vague familiarity with the issue and uh, smiles and points to his gayness, right? I mean, didn't you hear? He's gay. Shouldn't that get him through all of this stuff? Don't ask me any of those detailed questions. By the way, this, uh, these renewables, this uh, awful fossil fuel stuff, we are not ready. We're not ready. And you know who understood that? Trump!
I know more about wind than you do. It's extremely expensive, kills all the birds. It's very intermittent. It's got a lot of problems. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. And the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make make these massive windmills is more than anything that we're talking about with natural gas, which is very clean. One other thing. Find me a scientist say that. I love solar, but solar doesn't quite have it yet. It's not powerful yet to to really run our big, beautiful factories that we need to compete with the world. The president, President Trump, actually knew this stuff firsthand, knows this stuff firsthand. Joe Biden has just sat through meetings with lobbyists he doesn't know. And he's right. These windmills, they're not the be all and end all. There are major problems associated with this stuff and they can't run everything. They can't give us all the power we need. Same goes for solar. Take a look at this solar farm in China. Do we want this, by the way? I mean, look, the entire mountain range is covered by solar panels, and some of those solar panels, their materials can leak into the soil and cause all kinds of problems. The Los Angeles Times talking about that right now. But Joe Biden made some silly promises during that campaign trail, and he made them in the grossest way sometimes. I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? All right, he got really close to that 24-year-old young woman, and now he really seems to be trying to make good on getting out of fossil, but we're not ready to go off of fossil, so what happens? We go literally begging to the Saudis. This is, this is a terrible look. This set back American prestige and power. Who knows how far? Donald Trump, meanwhile, he understood this stuff, and our adversaries had respect for him. That is important. And, you know, you can actually get things done when people respect you, when they feel like they can walk all over you. You're not going to be very productive. And speaking of walking all over people, well, I think AOC has walked all over the media. Did you Have you seen her antics? She's very good at it. She's like an, a spoiled kid who knows how to play her parents perfectly. She went to a pro-abortion rally today. It was right outside the Capitol in front of the Supreme Court um, and through yet another temper tantrum. When someone gets arrested, by the way, we know what it looks like, right? You know, when the cops throw the cuffs on, the person's hands have to be behind the back. Well, AOC was causing such a disturbance. They didn't arrest her, but they kind of escorted her from the scene. But she wanted it to look like she was arrested. Look at her hands. She's not handcuffed. Remember that. You see, she gives the power sign. Then she realizes, oops, I want to look like I'm under arrest. Huh? And Elon Omar did the same thing. They had to have thought about this ahead of time. She wants to look like she's being arrested, but she does not have handcuffs on. Huh? How about those folks? It's all about the optics. It's all about the fun and games, not getting anything done. And that goes for the Congress, certainly goes for the White House. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre. Oh, boy, she is not good at this job. I'm sorry. As we know um, from the Dobbs decision, uh, one of the things that uh, we saw uh, from, uh, from Judge Thompson is that they're looking to go further. Yeah, she said Judge Thompson... It's not Judge Thompson. She's talking about Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is not a judge, and his name is not Thompson. It is Justice Thomas, okay? You got that, Corrine Jean-Pierre? 
she's not going to be able to keep this job for much longer. I know she's black. I know she's gay. I know she's an immigrant. How do I know that? She can't shut up about it, just like Mayor Pete. The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. Can we talk about you as a trailblazer, the first black, the first immigrant, the first openly gay person to hold the job of White House press secretary? Any young, young girl or young boy, when they look up, they see me, that they know that they can dream big and even dream bigger. Any young girl or young boy who is looking at the press secretary today just needs to know the big lesson here is that it's not Judge Thompson, it's Justice Thomas, okay? Okay, everybody, any young boy or young girl who's looking at her sees a person who's not very good at the job. I don't care about her orientation. I don't care about AOC's whatever. I don't care about uh, the Department of the Office of Health now at the Department of Homeland Security. We just want America to work. And wouldn't it be nice if it could be great again? Stay with us. We've got good news for that bodega guy in New York. No murder charges. They've been dropped. Deservedly so. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Jose Alba. And he was charged with murder, but that was wrong. Charges have been dropped. This is a hardworking guy who was attacked at work, an argument started, and this guy was threatened. He didn't want anything to happen, but our DA, who's a crazy woke nut job, just like Jessa Boudin, threw him in jail, charged him, what, $500,000 bail. Now it's all been dropped. Why? Because we know, we know he's innocent. Take a look. Come on, come out, Papa. What's up with you? I don't want to promo, Papa. Uh What's wrong with you? I know doing That's nothing wrong. Doing nothing Why you wrong. snatch anything Papa. out of here? That's Austin Simon in the uh, white T-shirt. He's a career criminal. He's on parole for assaulting a police officer. And he's about to get stabbed when he assaults that man in the green shirt, Jose Alba. Jose Alba fights back. And it's sad, but I think it was necessary. Uh, Mr. Simon is no longer with us. He's dead. Everybody saw this tape. It was so clear that he was just defending himself. Alvin Bragg, we're not exactly sure why he dropped the charges, because he didn't want to. That's not the way he rolls. He's not a fair guy. He's a very strange guy. As a matter of fact, the first day he was district attorney, he announced very publicly all kinds of things that would no longer be charged, including resisting arrest. Yes, resisting arrest for certain acts would be considered uh, non-criminal, so they're not going to charge it. Uh, Eric Garner famous case back in 2014. He was disturbing the peace, breaking the law, and they arrested him. He decided to resist arrest, and it got him killed. It got him killed. Very sad, but it happened. It happened. And thanks to uh, crazy DAs like Alvin Bragg, it will keep happening. 
By the way, today they named a street in honor of Eric Garner, in honor of this lowlife who, uh, well, failed his family, failed himself, and failed the city, actually. Yeah, and Alvin Bragg is poised to do it all over again, a very dangerous district attorney. Moving on. Do you remember Larry King? After he left CNN, he did, uh, he did some other things. He did a lot of commercials, but he tried to make them look like a talk show. Take a look. Welcome. I'm Larry King, and I'm here today to report on a significant health-related investigation that's been taking place for the past couple of years. The information I will provide you during the course of this show is relevant to everyone's health and well-being. Several years ago, yeah. I was in. Okay, I like Larry King, and that's Larry King with the suspenders, and uh, it looks like a talk show, but it was actually a commercial. He did a lot of these. So, it's not real, just like the January 6th hearings are not real. These are not hearings. This is, a, this is essentially a campaign commercial. Everything is scripted in advance. There is no cross-examination. There are phony Republicans, Kinzinger and Cheney on that panel. That's the that's the diversity. That's the ideological diversity. Who do they swoon over? You know, Cassidy Hutchinson, who didn't know anything, just stuff that Tony told her. Tony said this. Tony said that. And worst of all, in my book, the January 6 cops. One more time, because they are still out there making noise. And somehow these guys, they joined the police department and thought that they should never have to deal with the riot. Somehow dealing with the riot is beneath these guys. I told her no, because of the, all the chemical that I, my uniform had it on. Sorry. I was carried back inside. What happened afterwards is much less vivid. One of the invaders approached me like he was going to try to get past me and head down the stairs. I was stunned by what I saw. All right, you remember that stuff. But cops have to deal with riots. They have to deal with all kinds of things. Stunned by what you saw. This happened around the block for me. Look at these cops. I didn't see any congressional hearings for them. And those rioters were pretty bad during Black Lives Matter and throughout history. Uh, oh, remember when they torched the Minneapolis Police Department? What else happened? We have this from 19... Oh, this is bad, too. I don't think that cop felt very good. Uh, next. Ooh, look at this guy. He's about to throw a rock at those cops right over their heads. 1968. Riots then. Actually, this is from 1932. Not too far from the Capitol. A lot of veterans were upset about... Uh, uh, poor pensions or no pensions, and they got into a riot with the cops. These things happen in law enforcement. Sorry, those four guys, five guys, they should have chosen another line of work. All right, now this. I am proud to be the mayor of the most dynamic city in the world. And I dare say it's the gayest city in the world. Thank you, Clarence Thomas. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. 
<laughs> We're going to stick tonight to the last guy. That's Eric Adams. He is now the mayor of New York City, and he is the worst mayor in history. He's even worse than de Blasio. Uh, this is now a, well, it's commonplace. Major gangs riding bikes all over the place, motorbikes. Take a look. Pump up the volume, please. They take over the streets, and there's nowhere for normal people to go. Take a look at this one. It's like one of those freight trains that go by, and you're waiting to see the caboose, but the caboose really never arrives. Popping wheelies. <laughs> We can't live like this. Law-abiding, normal people cannot live in this city. And what's making matters worse, our mayor is a marijuana enthusiast. To the subways, is there any concerning smells again? Well, yeah, the number one thing I smell right now is pot. It's like everybody is smoking a joint now, you know? Including him! Nice getup, by the way. He never wore that when he was running for mayor. Um, yeah, he's a, uh, a known pot smoker, and he was, uh, well, he gave some weed to his uh, liberal friend, Stephen Colbert. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, he's big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later. You know, <laughs> oh, isn't that cute? That's so nice. Look at that great big smile. Look what's happening to our city. I showed you those motorbikes out of control. Look at crime uh, today. Thirty seven percent. Crime is up 37 percent this year since this guy who campaigned as a crime fighter took office. He should lay off the weed. Seriously, he should what, lay off the weed. All right, coming up, Sesame Street. Who doesn't love Sesame Street? Well, something happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, this little furry character, uh-oh, did not hug those children. And now everybody has lost their minds. We'll be right back. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show. All I can say is, is that the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? The fake news, they would never talk about a racist attack against a white person. Well, one happened in New York City. Police are looking for these three uh, teenagers, happen to be people of color, and police believe they attacked a white woman. They uh, attacked her and insulted her based on, well, race. 57-year-old white woman victim allegedly attacked for being white, investigated by the NYPD Hate Crime Task Force, big laceration on her head. And these are some of the things that were said. Uh, I hate white people the way they talk. You can go to NYPD Crime Stoppers for more information. Hey, Steve Bannon, 
<laughs> this guy is totally brilliant. Well, you know, he's in trouble, I guess. Contempt of Congress seems like a joke charge to me. Uh, but jury selection and he's actually going through with it. They can't get this guy. He's totally brilliant. And you know what? When they go after associates of Donald Trump, they like to say, "Ooh, somehow this reflects badly on Trump. No, it reflects badly on the whole system. Take a look at this. Breaking news right now, but another Trump associate being interviewed by the special counsel, Robert Mueller's investigator. This is uh, just the latest in a long list of close Trump associates who have faced criminal charges. The third former Trump associate now entering into a plea bargain uh, with special counsel Robert Mueller. Seven people have pleaded guilty. We've learned at least 16 Trump associates have had contact with Russians. They're actually, they're indicting the swamp. All of the people who went down for silly charges that had nothing to do with Trump, but they were persecuted because they had something to do with Trump. This reflects so badly on rogue prosecutors and a corrupt criminal justice system at the federal level, especially in Washington, D.C. Do you know who Dwight Chapin is? He was a senior aide to Richard Nixon, actually. He just came out with a new book. It's called The President's Man, uh, The Memoirs of Nixon's Trusted Aid. It's fabulous. Now, he actually went to jail over Watergate. He shouldn't have. Totally innocent. But he wrote some interesting things in his, in his book about this. His lawyer advised, his lawyer's name, Jake, advised that going before the Watergate committee would be setting myself up for a perjury trap. He writes, he further writes, when the government is after you, he told me, there's no way to win. Also, and the perjury trap is always the easiest way for them to nail a person. And that's what they're trying to do, to nail somebody. I thought it was about justice. I thought it was about pursuing the guilty and innocence and that they wanted to do the right thing. So many of them down there, those federal prosecutors, they don't. The judges, too. It is a swamp. So Liz Cheney is running for re-election, and it does not look good. Her Republican challenger is polling 22 points ahead of her. Wow. So what does the fake news do? They fly all the way to Wyoming to make it look like Liz Cheney has the advantage in this race. They found everybody they could who's voting for Liz and try to, well, make it look like Liz is going to win. I am absolutely appalled and beyond myself that I would have a Cheney sign in my yard. I've never been a Cheney fan, but on this particular issue, I just admire that, and that's why it's there. I think that she's doing a good job holding uh, President Trump accountable, and that's, you know, and that's a tough deal because she's Republican, and so it looks like she's a Benedict Arnold, but in my opinion, she's standing her ground. I do plan to go uh, pr prior to the primaries, change my affiliation back, and I, I am going to vote for Liz. If she wins the Republican nomination, yes. would you vote for her in the general election? Absolutely. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm a registered Republican. And I have never voted in the primary election, but I'm going to this year because I want to vote for Liz. <laughs> Did you hear that? Liz is amazing. So they go all the way to Wyoming and they find four people who are voting for Liz. They find one guy who's going to vote against her 
and they try to change his mind. They actually try to change the guy's mind. Watch. I think it was wrong what they did, you know, about entering the Capitol building and everything. But I don't think it was a, an insurrection or anything like that. So they did what they did. But, you know, nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt? What about the police officers? We showed him videos from that day, but... Well, of course, that's not right. But but that happens happens in all demonstrations. It sure does, pal. It sure does in a lot of them. What about the police officers? Yes. Hey, what about Ashley Babbitt? This guy's not going to be fooled by the fake news. By the way, the cop that they showed screaming and they make so much about... Well, here he is nine days later. All right, that's the same guy. Officer Hodges, nine days later. He's fine. He's going to be fine. And Liz, we think, is going to lose. Take a look at those numbers one more time. Harriet Hagman Hageman will be on our show tomorrow night, by the way. Okay, time to go to Sesame Street. Who watched Sesame Street as a kid? Uh, I did. Well, take a look. They're making such a big deal out of... I don't know the name of the green character, but she's popular. They invented this character since I stopped watching the show. Watch what happened. All right, this is at the Sesame Street Parade in Philadelphia. So uh, she's waving, but she everyone's saying, well, why didn't she stop with those children? She seemed to kind of blow them off. Not really. Anyway, this is the reaction so far. At a parade Saturday at the Sesame Street-themed amusement park in Philadelphia, the character, Rosita, is giving people high fives, as you can see there, as she approaches the black girls. A mom of two young black girls says that her daughters were intentionally dismissed by a performer dressed as a Sesame Street character. Sesame Place in Philadelphia is now apologizing for an incident that was caught on camera. A mother posted this video you see on your screen right now to Instagram. It appears to show the costume character Rosita ignoring two black children during a parade this past weekend. Oh my God, this is so huge. Uh, The mother is mad. Boy, oh boy. And reports are she's lawyered up. Take a look at uh, how mad she is. The mother of these kids. This disgusting person, Rosita is the name of the character, blatantly told our kids no, then proceeded to hug the little white girl next to us. Oh, that white girl. Then when I went to complain about it, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Next, she writes, I asked the lady who the character was and I wanted to see a supervisor. Boy, she sounds a little bit, never mind. And she told me she didn't know. I will never step foot in Sesame Place ever again. Calm down. I mean, now, maybe I should calm down. I figured this out, though. Something else happened. Can I show you this in slow motion? Kind of like there's a Pruder film. Watch. Rosita, the green character, everything's fine, but something bothers her. You see? Now stop it right there. One more time. She was looking back before she got to those kids. She was waving. No, 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 no. Watch, watch, watch. And now she heard. No. See it? No, 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 no. She's not looking at those beautiful children. She's not. Something set her off. And then she continues. I guess these kids are collateral damage. Okay. If you proceed, the kids, I don't know. They don't get their hug. Is that right? No, no. But it wasn't the children who annoyed her. Okay. 
I think I figured this out. By the way, I have experience wearing these big, stupid costumes. I do. Uh, you see, that? that's me on the left with Rosanna Scotto. I used to work with her. Uh, about to put a Big Bird costume on. Now, watch what that helmet is so big. I put it on my head. She's Elmo. And then we go mix it up and we go say hi to people. But one thing you don't realize when you're looking at these characters, my head is all the way down at the neck level. Okay? You could be looking like this, but the head is actually not even moving. Does that make sense? So let's lay off Rosita and Sesame's... Oh, because Sesame, Sesame has already apologized. An abject apology. Over the top and crazy and, oh my God, we're never going to do this again. Go ahead and put that on the screen if we have it. Ay, ay, ay. Our brand, our park, and our employees stand for inclusivity and equality in all forms. That is what Sesame Play, you know what it is. You know, I mean, it's just an overreaction. Ah, please don't sue. I have a feeling that mother might sue. Don't do it, please. And review the videotape. You'll see it wasn't your kids. It was something else that made that character a little bit off. I'll be right back. A lot of crazy woke things going on in America right now. But this <laughs> this is out there. At a high school in L.A. County, Norwalk, California, this is John Glenn High School, Planned Parenthood, the pro-abortion nutjobs want to set up a, well, Planned Parenthood clinic inside the high school, some sort of office, some sort of presence inside a high school. It sounds crazy, but they're serious about this. Nicole Neely joins us. She is the founder and president at the Parents Defending Education Organization. Nicole, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Planned Parenthood in a high school. It sounds um, crazy enough, actually, that some wokesters would want this to happen. Seriously, this can happen. What's the status? Yeah, and you know what? This is part of their new business model. Um, they announced last year that they were trying to get into 50 schools around Los Angeles County, and so this is one such effort. We got a tip that this was happening, that the school board was going to be voting on it last night, July 18th. And when we found out about it, we told the news media. And families in the district, once they learned of it, were so outraged that they showed up and protested. And so that really shows that the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Parents can make a difference once they pay attention to what's going on in their backyards. So, by the way, Planned Parenthood, you know, I have a rough idea of what they do. What would they do? What are they seeking to do in a school like this? Sure. So it covers reproductive health services, screenings, birth control, IUDs, things like that. But their contract also specifically lays out that they can refer students to their other clinics that are um, for services that are not offered on school grounds. And so let's think about the other things that Planned Parenthood offers at other clinics. They offer abortions, obviously. They offer gender hormone therapy at other clinics. And so California actually is a state where minors can receive health care without parental consent. And so these are things that children will have access to without parents ever having any idea. And that should horrify everyone, families, taxpayers, every single person. Um, all right. So it looks like the parents are going to win this one. And I think parents just about everywhere would say not in school. But who knows these days? Do you have any sense of the support that might be out there for these kinds of uh, facilities? It's widespread. We have actually begun tracking this across the country. Um, I'd like to say it's only in California, but unfortunately, it's not. Planned Parenthood has partnerships in schools across the country. Um, there are schools across the country that refer students to their clinics. And so it's the kind of thing that should really worry people. This specific school district actually had a provision in their contract where they said 
all medical records will be maintained by Planned Parenthood, not even by the school. And so again, a family will never know, even if they ask for their child's medical records, what services their child received. And so it's the kind of thing where parents have to be very vigilant to know who is operating their school and what kinds of people have access to their children. All right. So if we want more information, we can go to your website, DefendING. What is the ING? So say again, please. DefendingEd.org. Ah, Defending Ed. Okay, there we go. Now it makes sense to me. Thank you for the work you're doing. Um, And yes, we must be vigilant. This is crazy. What's the next move here? Just before we say goodbye, what are they going to do next in Norwalk? Well, they've tabled the motion, and it's funny because the district and Planned Parenthood had exactly the same wording of that. Um, I think they were surprised by the public outlash. Um, so I expect they'll try and bring it back. And so we're going to keep an eye on, we're you know trying to keep an eye on not only this school, but again, dozens, hundreds of districts across the country where there are similar things going on. Nicole Neely, we appreciate it so much. Thank you, and we'll be right back. I believe that marriage uh, is the union between a man and a woman. Uh, I am not somebody who promotes same-sex marriage, but I do believe in civil unions. Wow, Barack Obama, if that were his opinion today, he'd be driven from the Democrat Party, maybe even lose his job. Who knows what? He's against same-sex marriage. At least he was back in 2004. Times have changed radically. Well, Today on Capitol Hill, there was a vote to essentially establish same-sex marriage by a vote of 267 to 157. It passed. I don't understand this bill. I don't know why it was necessary. Let's bring in Congressman Greg Stubbe, Republican of Florida. Welcome back, Congressman. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. So look, uh, the Supreme Court uh, ratified, you know, legalized same-sex marriage in America. Why did they try to pass this? What was the what what were they thinking? Well, in Clarence Thomas' dissent on the Roe v. Wade overturn, there was dicta that talked about these other decisions that were made by the Supreme Court that violate states' rights, and gay marriage was one of them. And a great example is Florida. In Florida, we have in the Constitution, it says that marriage is between a man and a woman. The majority of Floridians have approved that. There's like 35 states that have language either in their constitution or in state law that has been approved by voters that the majority of those states believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. And so the U.S. Supreme Court making a decision that violates that, uh, Clarence Thomas was simply putting that information in the in his uh, concurring opinion in Roe v. Wade being overturned. And here we are today where the Democrats feel like we're going to take this issue on. All right. So. Wanna, we'll get to the Democrats, and they're grasping right now for any issue that they think will save them. But a lot of states have a lot of laws. I mean, there are laws against everything, quite frankly. There are laws against adultery. There are laws you know, regarding animals that most of them aren't enforced. A lot of them aren't enforced. Could you really, if you were a same-sex couple, I don't live in Florida, could a same-sex couple get married in Florida uh, until today? They could after the Supreme Court decision that legalized it nationwide and that forced clerk of courts who weren't willing to do it and a lot of elected officials who weren't willing to do it. There was a lot of lawsuits that forced it to happen. So it's recognized now in every state in the country because of a U.S. Supreme Court decision that overruled all of the state's decisions on that issue. And then this bill is just codifying at the federal level, because we only had a a Supreme Court decision, that the law of the land is that same-sex couples can marry. All right. So 
I get it. I just wanted to make sure. So they could. So this is strictly a political thing. This was unnecessary. This is essentially unnecessary. I know Thomas made some noise in the opinion, but this is this was done. Why? This was done to distract from the things that are going on in our country that really matter to everyday Americans. Everyday Americans are affected by inflation every time they go to the supermarket, every time they go anywhere to purchase goods. Uh, 95% of Americans drive not an electric vehicle, so they're affected every time they fill up their vehicle. Uh, all of the issues, the border crisis, the invasion we have on our southern border, what's happening in Ukraine, what happened in Afghanistan, we still have American citizens there. They're trying, trying to distract from all of these things, and they think that the overturning of Roe v. Wade and abortion in our country and gay marriage is what's going to bring them back and get their majority back in November. It's pretty wild. Did you hear what Barack Obama said about gay marriage? I mean, this, what would happen to him, say, if he worked at Netflix and he had this view today? And that's not very long ago in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, amazing how times have changed, even in the Democratic Party. I mean, we had I think it was 47 Republicans who voted for this bill. And there's a there's a, a litany list of issues legally, constitutionally and morally as to why you wouldn't vote for this. So the, the changing of the demographics and the positions of our party and the country is pretty astronomical in a short period of time. Let me ask you this, though. Is there possible is it is it it, it could be a trap? I mean, in 2004, a trap in the other way. I think Gavin Newsom, he was mayor of San Francisco, he really pushed gay marriage in San Francisco, and it became a big issue in that election. Could it, in the reverse way, have an effect? I know there are more important issues going, going around right now, but people have won elections before with cheap gimmicks. Well, I think the Democrats think that's the case, which is why they're bringing this up, which is why they're bringing up assault bans tomorrow, which is why uh, we, we did a bill last week for the abolishment of abortion legal up to the time of the birthday uh, of the child or legalizing abortion up to the child's birthday. It's to distract from all of the things that are happening in our country that affect everyday Americans. I do not believe that these issues will turn the sway of the voters in November because they are affected in their everyday lives because of all the bad decisions that this administration has made and a Democratic House, Democratic Senate, and a Democratic White House has made that affects their lives every day from inflation to the border to crime, you name it. It's not going the direction that Americans feel that our country should be going. Congressman Greg Stubbe, uh, military veteran, Army veteran who served in Iraq. Hey, can I ask you something? Do you think about your service in Iraq um, often? Does it come to you? Is it the kind of thing you think about every day, once a week? Uh, could months go by? How, do you, how did you process it, and what role does it play in your life right now, if you don't mind my asking? My military service affected my decision to run for Congress. Uh, I actually met with a former Special Forces guy who did over 20 years in Special Forces that is now working to help children affected by PTSD and his, his child that was affected by PTSD and the things that military veterans go through with tra traumatic brain injuries. Uh, it affects my decisions every single day. It affects my outlook on this country and what we should be focused on, which is should be America first and not Afghanistan first, and Europe first, and Saudi Arabia first, and begging Saudi Arabia for oil. It should be America first policies to protect the, the safety and the sanctity of American people and not everybody else in our country. And that's what our focus should be up here in Congress. All right. Great stuff. Congressman Greg Stubbe, appreciate it so much. Republican from Florida. To be continued, sir, all the best. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back.
Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. All the best.